Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is time for the NASCAR DFS Strategy Show right here at AwesomeO.com. Of course, I am Jason Floyd. As always, joined by Phil, a.k.a. Ray Sheets, right here on AwesomeO. Phil, man, how, how you doing here on this Saturday afternoon, man? All things considered, uh, fantastic, Jason. Great to be here. Uh, always, of course, uh, it's just afternoon Eastern time here on AwesomeO as we are here to break down Sunday's Yellowwood 500 race. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, one of the things of, you know, as I always say, I, when I do this show, I like to to go over to your preview pieces that you write over there at awesomeo.com and kind of, you know, pick pick and choose some things that I want to mention about uh, some things you wrote. And, and the first thing uh, that you wrote about was GPP versus cash lineup and the difference in how you construct these lineups. Right. I mean, you know, I, I hate to rehash things because at, at this point in NASCAR DFS, considering it's been around so long, I, I'm just going to take the assumption that the majority of people watching, reading articles, playing NASCAR DFS, they, they, they know what the script is when it comes to these super, super speedway races. And I mean, the old try and true method is start guys in, in the back. And I mean, if you want to double your investment, then that's probably the safest thing that you that you want to do. But when it comes to actually reaching those top 1% lineups, actually binking a GPP, you've got to think a little bit outside of outside the box. Now, the difference here, when it comes to cash, you are looking for floors. You are looking for the safest plays that you can get based off of place differential and finishing position. So it always comes down to basically take the field, Divide it in half, and everybody starting 20th or worse is where the majority of your your, your cash game uh, player pool should come from. When it comes to that, to Daytona, we just kind of add everybody in there because it, it gets wild and crazy, and everybody, you know, even the punts have the possibility to end up with a top 10 finish. Here at Talladega, not, not so much. Now, when it comes to GPP plays, we add – one to two of these drivers in the teens or in the single in the single digits into our lineups because they could end up leading they could end up leading some laps they could end up picking up 10 spots 10 to 15 spots maybe you know even only in the single digits but still what they do earns them a earns them a top 6 score so you have to get comfortable 
getting beyond the the cliche of starting drivers in the back for your for your tournament lineups you have to allow yourself to to get you know add a little variance and adding those drivers in the teams and even in the single digits this this weekend for your your lineups and of course, uh, it's always great information that you give there. Of course, uh, if people haven't checked out your articles, you got to go over to awesomeo.com to read the articles that Phil does have up there, as he has articles up there uh, all the time. So you got to check out those articles right there over at awesomeo.com. The next thing that we wanted to discuss in terms of this is dominators, in terms of, uh, you know, kind of, in a, you, you wrote the, the line that you had is uh, not stress over dominators. So kind of talk about that. Right. I mean, we're looking at somewhere in the range of 180 plus laps tomorrow, depending on what happens with with wrecks and overtime and, and, and all of that. Now, if this was just a plain Jane normal race with 180 to 200 laps, we'd be talking, OK, this is probably a one to two dominator race. But I mean, the the lead will change so much between so many different drivers tomorrow that it's going to be really hard to predict just who the top lap leaders are going to be. And beyond that, when it comes to DraftKings, because of the nature of this race and the drafting, fastest laps are going to happen throughout the field. I mean, they are going to be as just as, as random as they can possibly get. Practically every driver will have at least one fastest lap, one to, to, to five in, the, in that neighborhood tomorrow. So we're not worried about fastest laps because we can't predict where those are going to fall. And with, with uh, laps led points, it's it's tough to figure out just who is going to have uh, who is going to have when. In fact, if you go back to the the race that happened in June, I believe we had 57 lead changes dur during that day. So you know the lead was constantly swap swapping hands, and then you add in the factor that you could have a driver that leads a quarter of this race, but just like that because of a wreck or they get out of the draft, they can lose 10, 15, 20, 20 spots. And all of those laps lead points that they accrued, they could be absolutely worth it, worthless. So this weekend, once again, we're not worrying about dominator points. We're just worrying about the, the, the ceilings and the floors that these drivers have because of place differential and finishing position. Uh, another thing that you wrote over at awesomeo.com this week is about potential playoff drivers to target uh, you know, kind of so as you you look at obviously the, the standings of another week of playoffs here of who are the drivers that we should be looking at as for the potential targets. Right. Uh, ever since 2014 here in the in the fall uh, Talladega race, it's been won by a driver that is in the playoffs. So that's you know, we're, we're talking five, six years of of a good correlation that a playoff driver is going to win now. You know what what can we chalk that up to well that could be several different factors it could be that the rest of the drivers in the field are giving credence to these playoff drivers and not trying to you know outrace them for a, outrace them for a win or you know not trying to wreck them or what have you but i mean it's a good strong correlation to to pay attention to and we have a bunch of drivers starting first through 12th that we could consider uh potential winners you know we've got guys that have won here at talladega like chase elliott Joey, Joey Logano, Brett Keselowski, uh, Denny Hamlin has been really strong at in super speedway uh, races this year. You've also got to consider Eric Almarola, who is the only driver in the field to finish in the top 10 in each of the past seven Talladega races. So, I mean, setting a rule in Fantasy Cruncher that you're going to have at least one of these guys, it that that's definitely a way to give yourself some different differentiation. 
but that that once again is giving yourself a a lot of a, a lot of variance right there of course uh, everyone who listens to this show weekly what we do is we break down these drivers into four tiers tiers one is the 11k and 10k drivers on DraftKings? Of course, we have no 11k drivers this week, all in the 10k range. And tier two is 9k and 8k, tier three, seven, and six, and then tier four is five and 4k drivers. So let's get right into uh, tier number one. We only got three drivers this week in this tier, Phil. We've got Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, and Kevin Harvick. Chase Elliott starting 10th, he's 10,500 on DK, 11,800 on FanDuel. Joey Logano. He is starting eighth, 10,300 on DK, 11,600 on FanDuel. And Kevin Harvick starting in the fifth spot, 10,100 on DK, 10,500 over on FanDuel. What's, what's your take on, on these three drivers in tomorrow's race? All right. Um, Chase, the 2019 spring winner, uh, Joey's won here uh, multiple times. In fact, uh, you know, this is something that we'll come up to come up to later. But you know, Penske and especially the Fords have can consistently shown the best speed uh, here at the Super Speedway races. So you know, if you're if you're into the whole idea, well, I'm going to stack a team or stack manufacturers, then the Ford and the Penske, you know, combining those drivers with uh, with Stuart Haas, maybe front row. You know, that that's a direction to go. But I like Chase. I definitely like Joey as drivers that you're going to have exposure to as potential winners drivers that are that are in the playoffs that need this win to ensure that they lock themselves into the into the third round of the playoffs kevin i'm i'm not so high on and you know you, you look at his at his finishes here they're you know they're, they're so so but i think because of where he's starting fifth that he just seems like he has that much more you know position to to go backwards than actually than actually gain gain position and i really don't consider him a, a serious threat to win but if you go back to the go back to the spring kevin was right there fighting with blaney uh, fighting with blaney for the win back in uh back in june uh over in the youtube chat uh wyatt goes hey phil what's your thoughts on joe Gano this sunday he's he's really good here but has not made any friends lately to help him in the race i could see someone spinning him thoughts <clears throat> yeah i if this was the spring, I might worry about that a, a, a bit more. Yeah. The the the, the fall Talladega races seem to be a bit more uh, timid and tepid, if you will say. Like I think there's there's this whole understanding around the garage that you don't want to screw up somebody's day, especially if they're in the playoffs. Like you don't want to be that that person and carry that reputation with you. And plus, there's nothing to say that if you try to wreck out Joey, that Joey's not going to take you out in the process along with 10, with 10 other cars. So, you know, I, I don't really worry about that. And I mean, it, it's, it's not like Joey hasn't been the least popular driver in the, in the garage for, you know, a, a decade now. People have, people have not liked Joey and his attitude ever since he started when he was 18. So that's, that's really, you know, no, nothing new at, at this point, but you know, I wouldn't give too much credence credence to that. Cause when you start considering that stuff, then you have to think about, well, who was Joey riding around with at that time on the track? Could he possibly take them out? You know, good luck playing that guessing game. Uh, we'll move on to, uh, to tier number two, because well, there wasn't many drivers in tier number one, but we do have a, a decent amount of, of drivers here in, in tier number two. We got Brad Kozlowski who's starting seventh, Denny Hamlin, who's on the pole, 
Kyle Busch starting sixth, Brandon Gauthlane 39th. I think we're going to talk about him a lot, especially in terms of his FanDuel pricing against his DraftKings pricing. Then we got Martin Truex Jr. starting third, Ryan Blaney 14th, one back-to-back here. Uh, William Byron starting 21st, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. starting 26th, Jimmy Johnson starting 17th, Eric Amarola starting 11th, Clint Boyer starting 9th, Kurt Busch starting 2nd, and Eric Jones starting 16th. I guess because I know we've already got some questions in the YouTube chat on Brendan, so I guess we probably should just start there. 9,500 on DK. Okay, all right, 9,000, 39th. Okay, point differential. Okay, you got me. But then I go over to FanDuel. He's 5,000. I haven't even looked at our ownership projections yet, but I'm going just going to take a wild guess here that it's insane on FanDuel. Yeah, there there are a couple of things on FanDuel where you where you look and say, okay, how much effort was really put into into the pricing? Because you know, there's a couple of guys like you look at Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He got priced up to eleven thousand this week. I believe Tyler Reddick saw yeah Tyler Reddick sitting at ninety six hundred, and you know those are guys that start twenty fifth or worse. But then you've got Brendan gone. The the only time that Brendan ever drives are in these super speedway races. And if, if you're into narratives, this is he claims this is going to be his very last cup race ever. So you've got Brendan gone, a perennial, very good plate uh, plate super speedway racer, starting absolutely dead last in 39. There's nowhere for him to him to go. Um, his, his average finish over the last uh, seven races here at Talladega. It's 19th. If you look at what he's done in super speedway races this year, it's 12th. And they, Fandle inexplicably prices him at, at $5,000. I mean, I think it's just, I think it's just a matter of the, the, the algo wasn't, uh, wasn't working or wasn't manually adjusted at, at, at Fandle. And I mean, if you're playing, if you're playing on Fandle, that's a guy that you can probably just lock into all of your, all of your lineups. The 9,500, you may have concern. Well, God, can I really pay, pay that for, for Brandon? Once again, this is all about finishing position and place differential. And Brandon gives you a, 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 a an amazing floor for cash. Like, if you're playing cash, you absolutely have to lock him in. Mm-hmm. You are you are risking losing because you simply didn't play uh, Brandon gone. And then in tournaments, you wonder, okay, well, do I really – do I really want to play a guy that's going to be so chalky? And our um, ownership projections right now on Brendan Gunn on DraftKings have him north of sixty percent. Is that a guy that I really want to try to match the match the field at? And I mean, personally, that's that's a stance that I'm that I'm taking. I'm I'm going to play Brendan about 65 percent of my my lineups this week. This and once again, this is a this is a week on 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 DraftKings. Don't don't go crazy. Like have have exposure to a bunch a bunch of guys like probably max cap would be 55 to 60 percent you may even want to set that lower like 45 to 50 so that you get a mm-hmm. a large investment in a bunch of guys in case you know something you know were to go were, were to go on with a with a record or what have you mm-hmm. but when it comes to just brendan's outlook on on DraftKings or FanDuel starting 39th he's a guy i don't know how you you can't play he, he's in such a good spot yeah, I was just uh, I was looking at uh, our ownership projections. Yeah, on DraftKings, it's insane at sixty percent, and by far he is the top driver on FanDuel as well. Not 
Uh, not as big of a gap as it is on DraftKings, but on FanDuel. But, man, that 5000 price tag, it definitely is hard. Of course, if you do want access to those ownership projections, you got to sign up for an Awesome Plus NASCAR Weekly Pass for $9.95. You see it right there on the left-hand side of the screen. Sign up for that pass now. All you got to do is go to awesomeo.com right there on the top left-hand side of the page. Look at the Awesome Plus. Click on that. Sign up for that NASCAR Weekly Pass for $9.95. That will give you access to our leading driver projections, ownership projections, and the top drivers tool. These are tools that Alex uses every week on NASCAR, and it's why he's the number one DFS player out there. So you got to take advantage of that offer we got right there at awesomeo.com, the NASCAR Weekly Pass for $9.95 to get those ownership projections, which, you know, look, I'm an MMA guy. I use them all the time because it really it helps me develop my lineups, especially if you're playing multiple lineups, kind of looking at that ownership projections and seeing where it is. You you mentioned about Brendan and, and where he's at in terms of ownership. You know, I mean, I mean, look, I, I guess the question is with Brendan, I guess this is more I guess it's a both both slates, even though there's a, there's a huge price difference is if you're a single entry player, can you avoid him? That's a that, that's a that's a really good question. I think that if you're playing three max or single entry this week, that you know, I, I'm going to say play Brendan. Find your differentiation elsewhere by instead of playing you know these guys that we'll talk about further further on down the line that are in those that's in the mid twenty range that you're going to instead of playing one of those guys, you're going to look to one of these guys in the teens or maybe even a little further up. I would say if you're playing a three-entry max, what I would do is I'd put him in two lineups and a third one not have him in it. That's a good strategy. You know, just just because if something were to happen, say he wrecks, you know, the first part of the race, at least you have at least one lineup out there that is not, you know, potentially just donezo and you're like, well, I guess my day's over in DFS. I, I think we've all been there. Um, you know, let's look at uh, let's look at the top of this list here. We got Kozlowski, ninety nine hundred on DK, eleven two on Fanduel. Denny Hamlin, who's on the pole, ninety seven hundred, eleven thousand four hundred. Uh, Kyle Busch starting six, ninety five hundred, ten two on Fanduel. And I, I thought there was something kind of interesting you wrote about is, you know, uh, the laps led versus fastest lap, and how you have to be more looking at the fastest lap aspect of this as opposed to the laps led. Yeah. Um... If it, if I, I I sent out the link earlier in the show to the to the race sheets, and if you're if you're if you're at home and or you're on your laptop and you've got the race sheets pulled up, head on over to the the start the the, uh, the start finish heat map. Look at the average fastest laps. I mean, it is it is amazing. Everybody gets access to the gets access to the fastest laps. It's just a matter of where you're at on the track. You know, either who's pushing you, who who you're behind. So I mean, everybody literally has access to the to the fastest laps, and it's also kind of funny looking back over the, the past seven the past seven races that um, you look positions one through twenty, and there's a lot of people that have access to to the laps led too. So, you know, I I, I know it's it's you know we're beating a dead horse with with, with this. But you know, the dominator points—they're just—they're just nothing to stress out about when it when it comes to creating creating your lineups. And since you're not fretting about dominators, once again, don't worry about salary. I mean, if you have thousands of dollars of salary left over, whether DraftKings or FanDuel, 
you know, just, just disregard it because you are focused on two main things this weekend. Yeah. And, and of course, everyone just go to, your, go to your Twitter account uh, and put that in there. So that, that is something that uh, to, to check that out over on Phil's Twitter account where you can sit there and uh, put that in there. So uh, be sure to take it, take advantage of that and what we see there uh, in terms of that, in terms of some, uh, some other uh, drivers in this range, um, Ryan Blaney, I guess is someone we definitely got to talk about starting 14th and the fact that he's won here back to back. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if you want to say Blaney has figured it out at Talladega because before the the fall win last year, which happened on a happened on a Monday, you look at his finishes. It was a 15th, a 29th, an 18th, an 18th, and a 39th. And then all of a sudden the light clicked on, and he wins in the fall. And then again he wins he wins in June, barely narrowing out Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Um, in fact, this year you look at the three super speedway races. So the two day uh, Daytona races and then Talladega Blaney's average finish is third. The only guy better than him is Denny Hamlin with an average finish of 2.7. And those are the only guys with average finishes in the, uh, in the, in the like fifth or better. So Blaney has figured, figured it out. Blaney's got nothing to, to lose. I mean, he can go balls to the wall, go for, go for a win. It's not going to hurt him. He has a little bit of place differential. Uh, he definitely has the, the ability to, to lead, I believe he, yeah, he definitely led the, mo the, the most laps in that June race. He's one of those guys that if you're going to pick one or two drivers from the teens to add into your player pool, he should definitely be there. Yeah. It's uh, in terms of uh, some other uh, drivers, uh, I think you, you kind of mentioned Ricky Stenhouse Jr. A little bit. He's starting 26. So point differential is something you sit there. Let me ask you about Kurt Busch starting second. What's your take on him? Uh, Kurt's kind of hit or hit or miss here at at uh, at Talladega. He's got finishes of ninth, sixth, and second, and sixth. But then that's paired with a twenty eighth, a fourteenth, and the in a in a twenty fifth. Yeah, the the thing that scares me the most about Kurt is that he starts second. So I mean he he's not a guy that I'm really going to consider as a as a legitimate threat to threat to win. He's not a guy that I'm going to consider as a threat to, you know, really, really lead laps. So I think really the only thing in his future is just to kind of fall back a few positions and make you, I think you're probably hoping for a top 10 finish, but if the, the top 10 finish means that he's seventh or eighth and he's losing place differential and there's, you know, a, a bevy of guys that are probably going to outscore him. In terms of uh, some other ones that we haven't mentioned here, William Byron starting 21st. Um, Eric Jones starting 16th, Truex Jr. starting third. Truex Jr. I never ever, regardless of where he starts, ever play at at plate races. I I don't know if he's ever made a public comment about it, but I bet that tracks like Daytona and especially Talladega, they they're just tracks that he does not enjoy racing at. You look at Truex's finishes going back the last uh, seven races: 23rd, 26th, 20th, 23rd, 26th, 23rd, 35th. So it, it seems like he's destined for a finish in the in the in the twenties. Those seven races, only three lead lap finishes. He's only finished four out of those out of those uh, seven races. Um, Byron, he's in the the starting area that we want for our mm -hmm. player pool, but you know his finishes have kind of been all over there. His best finish was his finish in in June of eleventh. He's a guy that I'm gonna consider part of those drivers starting in the teens where I don't want him like as a as a major part of my core but 
if I mix and match him and have maybe 15 to 20%, then that's something I can, I can live with. And I think you can make the same case for Eric Jones. Eric has, I think he's been better at Daytona than he has been at Talladega. And there is a little bit of a, of a different driving style between the two tracks, but Eric starts far enough that he could um, end up getting there because of his place differential. So another guy in these, in this team's area that you could sprinkle in with your lineups. We'll move on to uh, tier three drivers. These are drivers in the 7K and 6K range on DraftKings. So we've got Tyler Reddick starting 30th, Bubba Wallace starting 27th, Alex Bowman starting 4th, Austin Dillon starting 12th, Matt D, D uh, starting 13th, Christopher Bell 22nd, Ryan Newman 19th, Corey LaJoy 29th, Ryan Pierce 25th, Ty Dillon 28th, Cole Custer 18th, and Chris Boucher number 15. Uh, I guess uh, let's... Alex Bowman starting fourth at his price point. Uh, what, what's your thoughts there? But Bowman, I think where he's at is probably where he's going to be locked at for the rest of the rest of the year. I don't, I don't see fan. Well, that's that, that's assuming that he continues to to move up through the playoffs. Maybe once he's out of the playoffs, then then the sites will will adjust. But you know, for this weekend and probably for next weekend at the Roval, he's kind of just stuck in the in this range. And we've seen Bowman be better at Talladega than he has been at, at Daytona. He's starting fourth. So you know, he's kind of, his ceiling is kneecapped a little bit, but we've seen him lead laps here. We've seen him uh, do better in the fall, in the fall races. His fall finishes have gone. Uh, actually, no, it's his spring. I hate to say it. It's, his spring finishes have been better. His spring finishes have gone seventh, second and eight while his, Paul finishes have been 37th and 33rd. So if you think there's something to that, there's a reason to jump off. But Bowman's Bowman's a, t- a, a tough guy to add in, but he's done fairly well in super speedway races this year that he's he's another like 5 to 10% guy for your, your lineups. Tyler Reddick starting 30th, 79 on DK, 9,600 though over on FanDuel. Uh, do you prefer him on one slate as opposed to the other? probably probably draft DraftKings because remember on FanDuel you're only getting half a point for every position that you that you gain so what Reddick makes available is a lot more uh, valuable on on DraftKings is like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna project Reddick for for a top 10 finish so to make him that value make him valuable at 9600 on FanDuel he does need a probably like a top 10 finish but here on DraftKings 7900 mm-hmm has all that place differential. That's a guy that should, that I'm going to say that he should be in your cash team, but his floor is really super safe for, for cash. Bubba Wallace is the guy that I, I prefer, prefer more Bubba over the, the three speedway super speedway races this, this year has the fifth best average finish of 11, uh, 11.3. Uh, all the momentum in the world with the, with the news, you know, we, we talked about that, uh, last week, starting 27th, he's got plenty of plenty of place differential. Bubba is a de- is definitely a guy that should be in the majority of your your lineups this this weekend. And you go down, you know, Austin Dillon, he has his moments in Super Speedway races. Of course, we'll all remember when he won at the Daytona 500 a couple of, couple of years ago. You know, he'll show up, but you know, back in the fall, uh, not back in the fall, back in June, he finished 39th. Um, Matt D. Another guy that does not like super speedway races. He's a guy that I, I will, you know, just X out on Fantasy Cruncher. And then you got Bell. 
and you got Newman guys that I don't think should be core plays, but they can be added. They can be added in there because they're right on the fringe of the of the starting grid of where we're looking at. Of course, you are watching the NASCAR DFS Strategy Show right here on awesomeo.com. Of course, uh, do us a favor, hit that thumbs up button. Of course, uh, by the way, if you cannot catch our show live, it is a, is available on demand after the show's over over on the Awesomeo Podcast Network. So be sure to check that out over there. Let me ask you about Bubba Wallace because just kind of some of the stuff you were saying there about him. Would you say he is a core cash game play this week? I think so because of that place differential and as well as it, as he's run, I think that he is just, there's nothing safe in these types of races, but I think that he is pretty, pretty safe when it, with, with all things considered. You know, I, I was thinking about this is it, and it was based on something you wrote this week of like, Hey, don't be fearful of having several thousand dollars left in your salary pool. And I'm just thinking just on FanDuel, if I put Bubba Wallace and Brandon Lof- uh, Golf Game together, that's only eleven thousand dollars I've spent. So like, I- I'm sitting there going, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking as a cash play right there, of yeah. pairing those two together, and pretty much once you pair those two together, you pretty much get whoever else you want. Yeah, yeah, you you literally can make any any lineup that you that you want, and because DraftKings actually goes to the effort to price up these place differential guys, you may not be able to just mix and match everybody that you, that you want. But if you follow the the basic roster guidelines that we've talked about all, you know, all, all morning afternoon, you will in the majority of your lineups be left left over with several thousands of, of, of dollars. I mean, your, your cash lineup should probably leave, should be left over somewhere in the 3000, 4,000, $5,000 range. Looking at our ownership projections, uh, one of the drivers that's in this range that uh, you know is getting getting you know decent ownership over there, Christopher uh, Bell at, at seven thousand on DK. I, I think that is a if that's where the field is wanting to go. I think that's going to be a point where I where I pivot. You know, he starts twenty second, so he's definitely with within that within that range. But you know, I I think I just like all of those guys starting further further behind him and then you've got guys starting starting ahead of him that we've already talked about like eric jones uh add jimmy johnson to that to that ryan blaney like these are all guys that i think actually have better better ceilings because of finishing position than christopher bell so i mean if if bell's going to be a semi-core player on the industry that's a great jumping off point looking over at the fandle ownerships matty d is is the lowest owned in this tier in terms of all these drivers uh, but the, the starting 13th, does that concern you? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, he's only got so much place differential that he can, that he can gain. And plus what, what he's done in his history as a racer at, at plate races, it, it is, it is not good. Cause you know, we talked about it. You, you average out those last seven races, his average finish is, is 26, but then you, you know, something you should always do is not just consider average finish, but look at their average running position because you know sometimes the average finish doesn't always uh, paint the paint the tail. That average running position is somewhere around ninth, yeah, ninth, nineteenth. Uh, so even even at that point, you know, Matt's really not doing anything to 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 put himself put himself forward. And I mean, yeah, there, there's definitely strategy to that because there'll be a guy like you know Brendan will probably hang around the back all day tomorrow and then decisively start making his moves up to the to the front with about 20 to 15 to 
to go. But with Matty D, we're not seeing that. We're not seeing that that progression forward and actually picking up positions. Ty Dillon is getting very similar ownership on DK as opposed to Christopher Bell. He's starting 28th. He's 6,300 on DK. Yeah, Ty, once again, he's in the in a race where nothing is safe. He is probably one of your safer bets. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that, I mean, is perfectly suited for your, for your cash lineups. Uh, seven races here, seven lead lap finishes, average finish of 13th, average running position of 18th. So he's another guy that makes a makes a late move. Um, we've always kind of worried about his ceiling because he's had no finish better better than 10th. But if you look at the 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 three super speedway races this year, yeah, his average finish is 21. 21.3 so dragged down by um by a bad day- daytona race but i mean if you if you want to separate that da- t- daytona from talladega then ty Dillon is definitely your, your your man this week but he is going to carry some ownership because of that track mm-hmm. history of course uh coming up after we uh speak about uh the tier four drivers we will get into your listeners questions so start finding those in right now over on our premium slack accounts also here on youtube you leave uh, the uh, question over in our premium NASCAR Slack account. Our subscribers do take priority, so we'll get to those, but we'll also get to those YouTube questions as well. Now, as we look at uh, Tier 4, which is uh, everyone underneath 6K, so we got Matt Kenseth, uh, Daniel Suarez, Michael McDonald, John Hunter Nemechek, Justin Haley, James Davidson, Timmy Hill, Joey Gase, Quinn Hoff, Brandon Poole, and Cody Ware. Um, you know, uh, let's start with Matt Kenseth, starting 20th. Um, at, at 5,900, what's your take there? Woo. Um, and Matt's re- return to, to return to racing, AKA return to super speedway racing back in June, he finished dead last. Uh, yeah. And Matt, Matt was probably a better Daytona racer than he was a Talladega racer. Uh, Matt's on the fringe, but like I, I have zero uh, shares of, of Matt Kinza th- this week, and I think that he he's more destined to fall backwards than he is to go forwards. Um, I think I saw that Suarez, strangely enough, is picking up some ownership. Yeah, he's looking at twenty four percent ownership, and that's another driver that I think you can just you can totally get away from. People are going to play that because of where he's where he's starting at, but his last two finishes here at at Talladega, they've gone twenty eighth and thirty second. If you look at what he's done this year, so it's only two races for Gaunt Brothers because they failed to qualify for the 500. Then they raced in Talladega. Then they raced in the Coke Zero 400. His finishes were 26th and 28th. So you know, I don't really know if Suarez has a really has a has a ceiling here. It, financially, it, it may be better off for that team just to finish the finish the race than for him to actually try to compete for a a top 15 or a, or a top 20. Uh, you got to love John Hunter Nemechek. It it, it it makes no sense how the driver that we project almost every week to find himself into a wreck is one of the better super speedway uh, racers. In June, his first race here in a cup car, he finished eighth. You go to his uh, averages over the, over the three races this year, it's 10th, I believe. Let me look here. Yeah, that puts John as the fourth best average finish this this season in the super speedway races. And just above him is a driver in this range, which would be Chris Busher. Chris Busher has an average finish of sixth in the three super speedway races. 
Bush, uh, Busher's always been a good uh, super speedway racer. Let's see here. Yeah, finished uh, sixth in the in the in the spring. You know, he he picked up a bunch from AJ Allmendinger back when he was racing for JTG Doherty, and it's kind of it's a it spilled over there and stayed there. And you can say the same thing for for Ryan Priest. We didn't talk about him in the uh, in that previous tier, but Priest has been a good uh, super speedway racer in his own own right. So, you know, I, I think if you're if you're in this area for, for whatever whatever reason, I, I think my favorite may actually be um, Chris Buescher. I think Chris Buescher is one of those guys in the teens that you need to have exposure to as a as a possible top five finish that ends up with a mm -hmm. top six score. Yeah, you mentioned about uh, Suarez. He's actually got the most ownership that we're seeing in TK in terms of this under uh 6K range. I know we've got a couple of questions about Justin Haley starting 35th, 54 on DK, 5,500 on FanDuel. Haley is always going to be a, a guy that 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 people want to play when it, because in the, the 2018 Coke 0400, he won uh, after that race was called to uh, called to rain. But I remember that the before the, the before the pitch strategy, he was nowhere to be found. He just had a mm -hmm. Had a crew chief who said, hey, we've got nothing to lose. Let's stay out, see if they don't call this race for rain. And lo and behold, that happened. Um, the Daytona 500 earlier this year, he had a great finish. But you look at what he's done at Talladega. One race, started 38th, finished 32nd. And that's a theme that you'll see among these, these punt drivers here at Talladega is there's not really that much forward momentum for, the, for these guys, and especially in the fall races. Because once again, they don't want to get themselves mixed up with the the front because that's where all the playoff drivers are at so these guys are just trying to more or less uh finish the finish the race you know, haley's the guy that you could you know sprinkle in five to ten per percent of your of your lineups because of that of that uh that place differential but i mean he's definitely not a core play yeah of course uh we're going to get into your questions here momentarily so start firing those over whether it's on, on our slack uh channel or also on YouTube, do want to let you know about a promo that we got going on over at awesomeo.com and get a $5 Awesome Plus NBA Weekly Pass for the NBA Finals for $5 using the promo code Orlando at checkout. That's $10 off the original price. It gives you access to Awesomeo's leading NBA DFS player projections, ownership projections, and more for every showdown in the single slate game. This offer is valid through Sunday, October the 4th. Also, for our NFL DFS players out there, for only $3.95, you can purchase an NFL Weekly Express Pass, which now includes everything you need for NFL Showdown single game contest formats. You now get access to Osmo's Showdown single game player projections, ownership projections, and the top plays tool when you purchase this pass in addition to player rankings, lineup builder light ownership rankings, and the top stacks express tool. All you got to do is go over to Osmo.com slash join to sign up for a NFL week express weekly pass for three ninety five. What a, what a great deal that uh, I know uh, doing the shows with Alex. He, uh, that's a deal that he came up uh, together and wanted to uh, offer something for our, our listeners out there. So you got to check that out. So uh, we'll get right into the questions over whether you put it in Slack also, whether maybe you put it uh, here in YouTube, we will get to your questions and comments uh, kind of scroll through uh, some of it, uh, we talked a little about Justin Haley, so Wyatt asked about him already. So uh, hopefully uh, Wyatt, we answered what you're looking for. Wyatt also asked about John Hunter Nemechek. You talked about him already, so kind of get in there. Uh, next one says, uh, cheap plays, McDowell, Ty Dillon, and Timmy Hill. 
I can get behind Ty Dillon for sure. Michael McDowell, like before this year, he wasn't a good uh, super speedway racer, but this year he's improved a, a whole lot more. Uh, every every finish in the super speedway races has been a top 20 finish, and two of those were top 15 finishes. So you know, even though he starts 24th, and I guess you could say make the same argument for uh, John Hunter Nemechek, even though they start a little further up than we than you might like, they're in the perfect range. So add them to your player pool. Timmy Hill, like if you're if you're just wanting to absolutely just have exposure to a punt play because you're you're trying to play an ownership uh, percentage game here, don't play Timmy Hill. Instead, play Brennan Poole. Brendan has actually shown a little bit of a ceiling for these drivers in the three races. He's got two um, top 20 finishes, an average finish of 22nd in these in these races, starting starting 32nd. So he's got place differential. He's shown the the willingness, I guess you would say, to actually want to move move forward in these uh, in these types of events. While the rest of the guys, they seem pretty content to just hang around. Uh, next up, White says, uh, who are your favorite two drivers for Sunday? Oh, if we're just talking like pure expectations to, to win, it's probably either Ryan Blaney or, or Denny Hamlin. So like if you're, if you're willing to fire off some, some betting tickets on outright winners, those, those would be the guys that I'm looking at. But when it comes down to, uh, when it comes down to DFS, it it's, I hate to I hate to eat the, the the chalk with a guy that's going to be so heavily owned, but it's definitely going to be Brendan gone, and the other guy that I'm looking at is going to be surprise surprise Corey LaJoy. Really <laughs> really like Corey LaJoy th- this week. I really I, I this is not political. This is not political, but God, I hope he's not running the Trump paint scheme because every time he runs that Trump paint scheme, the car breaks down. It it it's it's cursed. Like something something's happening. So. If if he's running the Trump the Trump paint scheme, I may need to uh, look at my owner my uh, my ownership uh, percentages again. But Corey's been so stinking good at super speedway races, and he never gets the ownership that he deserves based off of off of what he's uh, what he's done. He's been so good. He's got uh, tons of tons of place differential. Those are two guys that I really like this weekend. Uh, Dave asked about a potentially a Penske stack in GPP. That's, you see, if you're two, two at the most, mm-hmm. because you, you can't run out Blaney, Keselowski, and, and Logano, because we talk about the dominator points. They're going to, the fastest laps are going to be all over the place. The laps led, they're going to be hard. They're going to be hard to predict. Having that many guys in the, in the, in the top 15, you're really, you know, cutting your legs out from underneath you about how much ceiling that you, uh, that you, that you give yourself uh, exposure to, you need, you really need all, all six of your drivers to kind of hit a 50 point uh, threshold. And in order for that to ha- to happen with those three guys, you all need them to finish like top five and lead somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to five, 25 to 30 laps a piece. Uh, next up, uh, White says favorite play sixty seven hundred and below. I'm guessing that's a DraftKings question, right? Yeah. Um, if we're not if we're not going to do the Corey Corey LaJoy experience, then it's probably either Ryan Priest or Ty Dillon this week. Uh, next up, the upper deck says stack the back. Not this week. 
it's it's something that we do at at uh, Daytona because of the volatility of that of that track. I mean, you can have multiple drivers in the that start in the 30s that end up with uh, you know with top 10 fan, fantasy scores, but because of the way that the field is set now, you know, there there's just no real ceiling plays in in this area. I mean, like if this were a a typical year where COVID-19 was not impacting things, then we might have a few, you know, random good drivers starting in the 30s. But this week, we really, we really don't. So it undercuts that strategy of saying, well, I'm just going to play everybody starting, you know, 28th, 29th and, and beyond. Uh, next up, uh, JT says, uh, I'm hearing drivers are saying they expect this race to be a tame. Thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, in fact, that, that's kind of an expectation that I've, I've, I've seen a lot myself that they think there's going to be a lot of just riding around for the first couple of segments and maybe even into the latter part of the final segment. And then with 20 to 30 laps, that's when drivers will start getting aggressive and, and making their way forward. And if that's the way that this race is going to be, that it's going to be pretty tame, then you might open yourself up to having a maximum of three drivers from the teens and the, and the single digits, because if, if we don't have wrecks, then these drivers up front aren't moving back and the drivers in the thirties aren't, aren't moving, moving forward. So it, it makes a lot of sense that if this is going to be a, a, a green, fairly clean race for, for Talladega, then you'll want more exposure from these drivers in the, in the teens and single digits. Uh, next up, uh, you're asked about your thoughts on Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy, he's been a so-so uh, super speedway racer, but I mean, we're not caring about caring about that. All that we care about is that he starts 17, so he's got a little bit of place differential, but he has more that he can lose than he can gain. He's a guy that you should probably have in. You know, like if you're doing 20 max, then you might want a couple of shares of, of him, but probably no more. Uh, Alan says, I heard Timmy Hill is in better equipment this week. Thoughts? Um, that'd be fantastic if he if he if he is because uh, that starting 37th, it, he's definitely probably got the yeah outside of Brendan gone. He's got the most place differential to gain out of all of these guys. And I'll have to I'll have to look in look into that and see you know perhaps he's gotten a little bit of a of a bolster i know that when uh when his xfinity team has has ran at super speedway uh in the past that joe gibbs has funneled a little extra money or what have you towards that team because they run a a, a toyota in in that series but this week I haven't heard that, but I'll look into that. If if he's getting extra extra money, that's that's great. But remember, these cars are all basically the same. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the 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 car that Ryan Blaney has is going to be practically equal to the car that Michael Michael McDowell has. So you know, really on the surface, even if they're getting extra investment, it doesn't mean that their that their car is really that much better. Yeah, I just mentioned uh, on Jimmy Johnson, just kind of looking at his ownership projections. I mean, you know, kind of he he's in that range of you know just uh, about the same as Chase Elliott. So, um, but obviously you uh, you have you have to pay much you have to pay you know, like two thousand dollars less for for Jimmy Johnson. So that's something to um, take advantage into, of course. Uh, Phil, if uh, people ever have questions for you, obviously they can hit you up on, on the premium side account, but also let them know where to follow you out on Twitter, man. 
Yep. Look me up on Twitter at race sheets. Um, my, my preview, my, my DK FanDuel picks article, the, the race sheets they're they're all open free, free for you guys to, to use this week. It's a great week to uh, go multi-mass entry. And, uh, I believe tomorrow afternoon is when I, when my uh, my office hours for uh, Osmo Slack are going to be. So if you've got your lineup questions, uh, hit me up then, and we'll uh, get, help you get your lineup set. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be in uh, Slack today for the MMA. As of course, uh, MMA Live Before Lock will come up here at six thirty p.m. Eastern Time, one hour before the UFC card. Also, come here today on Osmo. We've got the NFL DFS contrarian picks. I'll come up here at 2.30, so you got to check out all this stuff going on here at Osmo.com. Of course, be sure to hit that subscribe button right here on YouTube. Hit that notification bell so when you know a new show is coming live. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of the NASCAR DFS Strategy Show right here on Osmo.com. <laughs>